It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on our first Premiership-less weekend of the break. The Championship takes centre stage with Partick Thistle needing a win against Arbroath. High Flyers Ayr and Morton take on Inverness and Cove respectively, as well as Dundee, Hamilton and Wraith Queen's Park. And if that's not enough, there's the small matter of a World Cup starting tomorrow. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me in the studio, Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans. The Championship has been given the platform now. Now they must showcase their talents But how much do you love the mighty Jags They have the second best goals for In the championship table And the second worst goals against That's my kind of wacky Bring it on I'm looking forward to today Because as Hugh says The championship we don't usually give it um, the limelight But today it grabs it And it's our most competitive league Across the board You know Teams there who are Like Thistle languishing in seventh But with a win Could be right back in the mix And the two teams at the top I mean how exciting is that Air United And Morton If they had to continue that form And make their way into the Premiership It'd be fantastic for the game So looking forward to it today Plenty of good games about Yeah I agree with the lads uh, I like the fact that we've got A, a fixture list in the Championship And obviously First and second divisions. I think looking at that championship fixture list, there's some really good games. I think with plenty of goals round about that, and uh, I'm really looking forward to a big day for Party Fisher. I don't think Ian can survive any more defeats, especially at home. But he's up against an old old oh. guy that knows the game very well, Dick Campbell. So plenty of action ahead. That's the beauty of it, Hugh. I mean, Partick Thistle are both is twice as big as Qatar, Ecuador yeah. tomorrow. Surely, of course, it is. real football. I wouldn't watch Qatar, Ecuador if they're playing in my back garden and I don't have a back garden. <laughs> so, they can keep it to themselves. Give me Dick Campbell against Ian McCall any day of the week. Well, there we go. I'm sure we'll put our own uh, unique spin on the World Cup preview at some point between now and six o'clock. So look, it's a bit of a different Saturday, but we're here nevertheless. We're taking you through all the action in the Championship, League 1, League 2, anything else that comes up. Like I say, I'm sure we will shed somewhat of a light on the World Cup which kicks off tomorrow and we can look back on some of the week's biggest stories that just may involve certain top flight teams as well so sit back and enjoy you can get in touch all afternoon at Clyde SSB on Twitter and then later on I will give you the nod when the open line is here so if you're a fan of a championship club and you're on your way to the game or League 1 or League 2 and you spend the rest of your season frustrated that it's Glasgow's big tour it's the premiership teams that get all the limelight well this is your time to shine don't pass it up make sure you stay in touch throughout the afternoon on that Twitter or on the phone lines a bit later on. Looking forward to it though, Hugh Keevens. There's yeah. a lot of good stories out there this weekend. Yeah, old pals of Gordon and myself, uh, Oni Coyle, Queen's Park at Wraith Rovers, Queen's Park looking to come up to the Premiership. Would that be something? Full-time Queen's Park used to be the jolly old Queen's, the amateurs, but now full-time professional. And Dundee really coming away now, I fear... For John Rankin and Hamilton Ackies rooted to the bottom of the table and A United three point lead at the top, but they're at Inverness Cali Thistle where pretty much anything can happen to anybody. 
Right, let's start closest to home then Just down the road at Firhill Partick Thistle against our both You can certainly make a case uh, For that being the big one In the Championship this afternoon And Roger Hanna is the man for the big occasion Well if it's not the biggest game of the day I think it will certainly be the one That's most fraught with nerves For Partick Thistle fans Six straight defeats Gordon 20 goals conceded In that lamentable run It seemed the Jags slump from first in the Championship to 7th and it is in fact Partick's worst run for 4 years and back then in 2018 that cost Alan Archibaldi's job as manager so it is without doubt a big day for Ian McCall they lost 2-1 at Morton last week and his reaction is to make 4 changes Tunji Akinola suspended after his late red card at Capelo Stuart Bannigan Anton Dowds and Danny Mullen all benched and there is a mixture of youth and experience coming back into the side Adam Muirhead at the back free from his own ban Top scorer Brian Graham back to lead the line. And the youngsters, Cole McKinnon on loan from Rangers. And Aidan Fitzpatrick, whose goal decided the game between the two sides here back in August. So this will go with Jamie Sneddon in goal as a back three. Darren Brownlee, Lee Hodson and Aaron Muirhead. Across the middle, Jack McMillan, Kel Turner, Cole McKinnon and Harry Milne. And then up front, Stevie Lawless and Aidan Fitzpatrick will flank Brian Graham on the bench. Mitchell, Tiffany and Bannigan. Dowds, Smith and Weston, Mullen, Stanway and Mackenzie. But Dick Campbell will not make it easy for his opposite number today. Both, they've lost only two of their last seven. They are a point clear now of Hamilton at the bottom of the championship. Dick Campbell, Gordon, you don't need to tell me, he's the longest seven manager in the SPFL now. <laughs> but few people remember, he, he was, of course, a party Thistle manager for a couple of years here between 2005 and 2007. And he will be desperate for a birthday when he turns 69 on Tuesday. One of the longest serving, most experienced and most respected managers in the league will be desperate to come back here to Furhill and get a result. He makes three changes from the side that drew 1-1 at home to Cove last Saturday. Florin Hotty, Dylan Tate and Dale Hilson all start. Bobby Lynn and Kieran Shanks drop to the bench. There's no place at all for Keegan Jacobs. So that means it's Derek Gaston in goal. Marcel Oakley, Ricky Little, Thomas O'Brien and Colin Hamilton across the, across the defence. In midfield it's Michael McKenna, David Gold, Florin Hotty and Dylan Tate with Scott Allen tucked in just behind Dale Hilson. On the bench it's Gil, Lynn and Stewart, Shanks, Korf and Isiaka, Bitsindu and Fosu and refereed a sun-kissed for Hill this afternoon, Gordon, is Lloyd Wilson. I mean already, uh, Roger Han, I've had a tweet in already, one of the earliest tweets I think we receive on a Saturday afternoon, Scott McGowan says, on my way to for Hill, if we don't win today, does Ian McCall start worrying about his future? I don't want to see him go, but lots of fans are losing patience quick. Are we at that stage, seriously? I mean, there was a passionate defence of his record, uh, a pointing out of his goodwill in the tank from Ian McCall this week. Um, I'm not sure we are there yet, to be perfectly honest. I think uh, some other clubs, a run of six straight defeats and 20 goals going into your net, probably would spell the end for a manager. But Ian McCall does have uh, quite a deep pool of goodwill around here. He has done an outstanding job at two separate occasions as Partick Thistle manager. And, you know, it was mentioned through the week if, if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and the Rangers board can cite a long list of injuries as a contributory factor to a poor run then it's just as fair for Partick Thistle to do the same. He has missed a lot of key performers, but they are coming back. As we see, Aaron Muirhead and Brian Graham, two old heads at this level, are back in the team today. It's noticeable he's beginning to get some of the injured guys back in the bench as well. Scott Tiffany, who on his day is as dangerous a player as you're going to see at this level, I think he is among the substitutes this afternoon. So slowly but surely, they are coming back. He's still to get... He's captain Ross Doherty back into the middle of the park. He's a key performer for them as well. So I would think 
at the minute, Ian McCall um, still has the backing of the Partick Thistle board. But you know football, Gordon? Does the tightness of the league table contribute to that belief then, Roger Hanna? Because on, on one hand, that winless run is is very poor. And you're right that some clubs, maybe that's enough to ask serious questions. But do you almost have to take into account just how tight it is and, you know, only a, what is it, four points off fourth, four points off the playoffs, five points off second place? Does that play a part? Yeah, and that, listen, there's only eight points between the top seven sides in this division, and, and that poor run has left Thistle in, in the seventh position, if you like. But there are still 21 games of this championship season to go, so if they were sitting second, eight points behind the leaders, then you would say they were certainly still in the frame. And I think, you know, the fact that down to fourth place you do get into those playoffs, they're only four points off of fourth. I have a feeling once these players get back, Thistle will emerge from this dreadful slump and there will certainly be a top four team at the end of the season, I'm sure they will. Mm, there we are. Don't know if that answers your question the way you wanted it, Scott, on Twitter, but Roger Hanna's looking forward to Partick Thistle against Arbroath, as we all are. Let's go to... Dens Park Two teams That have featured heavily In the top flight In recent seasons Dundee against Hamilton Fraser Wisher is there Yeah Big deluge of rain Gordon in this area Up near Angus Breaking uh, City's ground Looking pretty poor as well But uh, the pitch here Is perfect for the focus On the championship For the next month We know how tight This division is You've been talking about it Earlier on in the show Not much between the teams But I think at the start Of the season We probably expected A bit more from these Two teams Dundee were the obvious Favourites for, for promotion, just relegated, strong squad they kept, biggest budget. I think you expect them to do better and get to the Premiership. But it's not quite happened for them, and although they're only three points behind the leaders there, by all accounts, performances have been inconsistent. Although in the last six games they've been unbeaten, three draws, three wins. So a decent run been put together by Gary Boyer's side, and I think Aki's would expect it at least to be in the mix for a playoff place, but a disastrous recent run has seen them bottom of the table. One win, two draws, and seven defeats in the last 10 and they find themselves a point off for Broth in 11th and alarmingly 6 points from safety of 8th place I'm looking forward to seeing some of the younger players on both sides begin to make a name for themselves particularly Aki's who yet again have got a very young team and a young young bench but John Rankin I don't think he can look to the future he has to look for the now and he needs a result and quickly to kick start their season the danger of going 9 points off safety if they lose today in Cove win there'll be 9 points between 8th and tenth, and that's a huge gap at this stage of the season. For Gary Boyer, though, he'll just want to keep the unbeaten run going. He'll want to pull away from the rest, if possible, and keep the pressure on the teams at the top of the table, as Partick Thistle and others have been discussing falter. So an important game here for both teams at Dens Park. For Dundee, three changes with 2-0 win against Ray. Three players are out injured, Grayson, Anderson and Mulligan, and in come Byrne, Williamson and Kellen Sheridan. Good to see him back. He's played one game, I think, earlier on this month, but he's been out for a long time with an injury, and he starts the game up front. Ian Lawler's in goals, a back three, Jordan McGee, Ryan Sweeney and Lee Ashcroft. The midfield, Tyler French, Sean Byrne, Ben Williamson and Cammy Kerr. And Paul McMullen just off the two strikers, Zach Robinson and Killian Sheridan. Adam Legdens, Kevin Sharp, Alex Akubiak, Luke McCowan, Finlay Robertson, Zach Rodden, Lyle Cameron and Derek Ose are on the bench. Just one change by John Rankin from the narrow defeat against here last weekend. Lawson's out injured and in comes Brian Easton, the skipper. So Ryan Fulton's in goals, a back four, Michael Doyle, Daniel O'Reilly, Brian Easton and Matthew Shields. Two sitters midfield, Scott Martin, Reagan Mimno with Andrew Winter, Andy Ryan and Dario Zanata behind the striker, John Pierre Teehee. On the bench for Hamilton, Jamie Smith, Lewis Smith, Ellis Brown, Fergus Owens, Chris McGinn, Ryan Oney, Kean Newborough, Ben Black and Liam Morgan. And the referee today at Dens Park 
is Graham Granger I mean Sean McHugh sent a message in as well on Twitter Fraser saying Aki's lack of depth and experience on the bench is a worry for us alongside a little naivety from the management we are looking doomed again so for so long the great survivors in the Premiership Fraser but very quickly it's easy to see that erosion of top flight experience in a squad once you go down for a couple of seasons and you just wonder if they now have to be the Championship survivors well, I think if they stay up this year, that, that would be a real success for them. I mean, John Rankin, old pal of mine, he was chairman of the PFA for many years and uh, he's had a tough baptism this season. But, uh, you know, uh, Aki's fans maybe need to have to think back and the success they've had with bringing in young players. James McCarthy was playing at 16, James McCarthy. I know this was a long time ago, but that's, that's the model that they want. And it's more about players progressing than actual results in a strange way. Of course, they don't want to be relegated and the fans and the players want to be in the Premiership. And if not in the championship, so uh, I, th- I think League One we might be just a step too too low for them because if you're going to develop players and sell them on like they have done for many years, you want to at least be playing Championship football. But uh, there's a key period coming up, a lot of games between now and the turn of the year, and if, if they don't get results quickly, then I, I think uh, I, I do fear for Aki. So I said earlier, if Cove beat um, Morton today at home, then there's nine points between eighth and tenth, and that's safety against at least being in the playoffs. So a big period for John Rankin and for Hamilton. Absolutely, looking forward to that one at Dens. What about Starks Park then? The Gordon DL Lounge, I'm sure we well frequented. Uh, David Friel is keeping an eye on that one. Yeah, Gordon Wraith in fifth against Queen's Park in fourth. So you've been speaking about so many good games in the Championship today, and I'm sure this will be another one. Ian Murray was speaking yesterday, the Wraith boss. He was hoping the weather would die down to allow both teams to play their usual game. Both like to get the ball down and play, and he, he got his wish. It's a perfect day, and remember, it's an AstroTurf pitch here, a lot different from, from Gordon DL's day. It's AstroTurf pitch, looks fine. So we're all good to go. Wraith had been on a decent run before last week's two and a loss to Dundee. They'd get 10 points out of 12 before that. And I think they're after another one today. They do have a really strong home record. They've won five out of the last six at Starts Park. So I think Ian Murray, who is building something here, will be expecting three points. But he is without Dylan Easton. I think he's one of their best players. He was at Airdrie last season. Really, really good player. Talented playmaker. But he misses out completely today. But there is better news. And it's really good news for Lewis Vaughan. He's making his first start in 15 months, Gordon. He's had four... ACL operations in total during his career he said no luck at all but he's only 26 and let's hope this is the start of you know, a period of good luck for him you know, as I said first start since July 2021 so let's hope he has a good one today Queens are sitting fourth for a club on a mission to reach a premiership as soon as possible Owen Coyle he's got a really strong squad assembled already I can see them doing more business in January as well they're just four points off here United at the top as things stand but they have been a bit inconsistent of late. They've only got two wins in the last seven league games, so I think you really need to sort that out if they're going to make a sustained push and get a, a kind of run of wins together. Wraith have made two changes from the Dundee defeat last week. Dylan Easton, as I said, is out, and Kyle Connell also drops to the bench with Lewis Vaughan and Ethan Ross in. So they line up a 4 2 3 1 formation. Jim McDonald in goals, back four of Ross Mellon, Connor Reardon, Liam Dick, and Kieran Nguenia. Brad Spencer and Scott Brown, not that one, will hold the midfield with Aidan Connolly, Sam Stanton and Ethan Ross in behind Lewis Fawn. Subs for Wraith are McNeil Connell, Nolan Coulson, Gullen Masson, McBride and Big John Fredrickson. I think he's the tallest man in Scottish football. As for Queen's Park, they're unchanged from the 2-1 win over Inverness last weekend. Callum Ferry in goals, Jake Davison, Leco Day, Charlie Fox and Tommy Robson at the back. Malachi Boateng, Jack Thompson, Dom Thomas, Pat Jarrett, Josh McPake and Simon Murray who captains the team up front. Subs for Queen's Park are Naismith, Kenny, Longridge, Herity, Williamson, Savory, Bannon, David Boateng and Eze. And the referee at Starts Park is Don Robertson. Caledonian Stadium for Inverness against Ayr. It's Dave Galloway. 
Well, Gordon, uh, no wins in five games has seen uh, Inverness slip to sixth place in the championship, but an injury crisis has played its part, that's for sure. They are without ten players for today's game. Now, we so nearly had a fairy tale come to last season with our Broth's heroics. Uh, now it's Air United who are, have, who are living the dream. Three wins and two draws in the previous five matches, including last weekend's thrilling victory at Hamilton, has seen them go three points clear at the top of the table. Mind you, only six points separate the honest men from sixth place Cali Thistle. There's a, a real logjam in the division, and it's really exciting to see all the drama unfold. Hopefully, a cracking contest awaits here in the Highlands Inverness make a couple of changes uh, Devine and Boyd in for Delaney and Oakley so it's Mackay in goals at the back uh, Carson, Ram, Duffy and Devine midfield Shaw, Welsh, Harper and Doran with Boyd supporting Mackay in attack the subs you can see by the subs bench it's certainly not a full one all they have is Ridgers, Oakley, Hyde, Strachan, Mackay and Nicholson, that's uh, Callum Mackay and Nicholson. Um, Air United, a couple of changes for them. O'Connor and Ashford are in for Smith and Mitchell Lawson. So it's uh, Albinson in goals at the back. McAllister, Kirk, McGinty and Reading. Midfield, Dempsey, Murdoch and O'Connor with uh, Akinyemi uh, backed by Mullen and Ashford up top. The substitutes for Air United. McAdams, Chalmers, Young, McKenzie, Ekrepont, uh, Billam, Bangala, Bryden and Smith. And your match referee here at the Inverness Cali Stadium is Grant Irvin. Should be a cracker up there in the Highlands And your last remaining game in the Championship today It's Cove Rangers up against another high-flying side In Greenock Morton Let me quickly bring you the teams from that one At Balmoral Stadium Mackenzie in goal for Cove Rangers Shea Logan is in there A familiar name to fans of the top flight Scully, McDonough, Yule, Gilmore, Longstaff Sanders, Fivey, Reynolds and Johnston And as for Morton Going very well at the moment. Tracking goals, Strap, Baird, Kebia, Blues, Muirhead, Katongo, Ambrose, Crawford, McGratton and a former favourite of Gordon Dales in Liam Grimshaw. So we're looking forward to these games in the Championship this afternoon. Hugh Keevens, you're waving at me. You've got something to get off your chest. And the most important thing, no VAR, which of course oh. stands for very annoying rubbish. And just wait till five o'clock when fans of the Championship phone in, complaining about yep. a refereeing decision and saying, wish we had wish VAR. We had Swings and roundabouts <laughs> in Scottish football. Now at this stage on a Saturday, we generally take a pause for breath. We look back on some of the week's biggest stories and we will do that next. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal are in the studio. The top team are out and about at the championship grounds today. No premiership, of course, due to the World Cup break. So we're looking forward to shining a light on the lower leagues this afternoon and for the next couple of weeks as well. What doesn't change at this part on a Saturday, we like to have a bit of a debate, discussion, friendly argument, whatever it may be. About some of the week's biggest talking points Biggest stories And certainly on this show Roger Hanna It's been a week dominated by A story or, or a non-story Depending what way you want to look at it We've had a lot of calls this week From Rangers fans Saying they thought there would be managerial change this week And there's not And that I suppose is a story in itself How do you look back on The first week of the break From a top flight perspective? 
Um, we're always bad in the media, Gordon. The one things to happen right now, and we can't wait for anything, and we're really impatient. And I think some Rangers fans have probably fallen into that category as well. I think off the back of those drop points at St Mirren last Saturday, and the loss at St Johnson, and the drop points at home to Levy, etc., 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 I think they expected the board to act, but. You know, if you look at it, if you take a step back and look at it, um, players are on holiday for a couple of weeks. Um, there is no desperate need for anything to happen. I do believe Giovanni Van Brockers still has backers within the Ibrox boardroom. There are people there who look back. I mean, we, we spoke a few minutes ago about the depth of the, the pool of goodwill here to Ian McCall in his time of need. And I think there are people there at Ibrox still remember Giovanni Van Bronckhorst took Rangers to the Europa League final he won the Scottish Cup he took Rangers past PSV Eindhoven into the group stages of the Champions League um, they will look at the long injury list that he's had to deal with this season and they are willing to to give him a little bit longer it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes down there is an AGM of course at the football club before the, the action on the field restarts again on December 15 um, it's always interesting to hear what the shareholders when, they, when they're asking questions of the board what, what they make of the current situation and whether their views are enough to sway a board that might be sort of hanging in the balance at the minute so nothing has happened this week um, it was interesting reading between the lines it was a lengthy interview you would see yourself with Giovanni on Sky Sports yesterday marking a year in the job um, I'm not so sure Sky Sports would have got to go ahead to, to broadcast that if there was anything imminent about to happen to Giovanni so it's very much a case of watching this space Yeah I was going to get to that let's do it right now since Roger brings it up um, David Friel journalistically is that of interest or is that just us in the media looking uh, too closely into these things I have seen fans ask the question in social media well if Rangers knew that interview was going out and they would have because it was recorded before the St Mirren game and knew those plans were in place do you, do you let that go out if you're going to change the manager presumably not or are we giving the full situation too much analysis there I don't think we are giving it too much analysis Gordon whenever I saw that yesterday I thought well Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is staying as Rangers manager that was my, my kind of sense I think I said in the show last week I'd be amazed if he survives, so consider me amazed. I thought it was broken last week. I thought even Giovanni's body language, his interview after the game, it looks like probably a matter of time within the next couple of days. And then Monday passes, Tuesday passes, and you start to think, well, maybe not. And then I think that interview yesterday, for me, I don't think Rangers would have given the go-ahead if anything was imminent. Clearly isn't imminent. And if a change isn't coming soon, then for me, he will be in charge when Rangers play. Hibs on December the 15th as Roger's saying you know, I think the backers on the board and I'm, I'm sure there will be people with concerns but clearly have decided for me that he will now be staying as manager until such times as they think it's untenable What do you think Fraser Wishart we are famously impatient as uh, Roger Hanna says whether that's fans pundits um, and sometimes football clubs has the passage of a week a silent week from Rangers changed your opinion at all on how this plays out? Yes, it has. I, I don't think they'll make any any change, and I've got no no problem with that. I, I you know, always hate to see anybody losing their, their job, and I use the phrase a lot in this show. They, when they, the fans turn on the board, that tends to be the time the manager loses his job, but uh, and the board have been getting a bit of stick. 
but they stopped by Giovanni van Bronckhurst and, and yes, it's not been great. You know, it's not been great in the last few months. And I think he's had injuries to key players. You know, four centre backs, four attackers, which have which have lessened his option. But that's not an excuse for Rangers. They should still be winning and winning with a bit more flair. So I, I think he's, his job's still not safe. You know, if they go and come back, and the first thing they do is they play against the Burnley, and then they're away to Aberdeen, then a tricky one away to Ross County. You know, if they don't get results there, then then he's in big trouble. Because the window's coming up, and at that point, Rangers will have to decide is he the guy we're going to trust to, to, to bring in a, two or three players to improve things. But uh, I've got no problem with it because uh, you know it's only six months since he was taking Rangers to the Europa League final. It's only about three months since uh, the, the fans were jumping around as they reached the, the Champions League as well. So, sticky patch, uh, no problem with Rangers sticking by him, and I, I think he's, he's safe for now. Okay, Hugh, does it make any difference then? Because I think. Well, uh, quickly to, to you all in the studio, I think you showed your hand on this last night. You're in the same camp as those guys. Does anyone think this week doesn't make any difference and he will still go, or are you all as convinced? I'm you convinced two? he's got to stay now. Right, I Mark? think they've got to go with him. Yeah, but I'm but surprised. Because of this week. Rather because than, of this okay. week, yeah. I think, uh, on the one hand, we are sometimes quick to criticise clubs for knee-jerk reaction. So it's difficult under those circumstances to criticise a club for not having a knee-jerk reaction. This time, last week, half past two, Saturday afternoon, I thought, nah, you can't survive that. Mm-hmm. You can't go nine points behind Celtic and have the disastrous Champions League group stage that he had with Rangers. Mm-hmm. But clearly, Rangers' strategy is, and it's the last throw of the dice, let's hope that Rangers beat Hibs and Celtic drop points at uh, Pataudry in their first game back. To be fair, though... Those Rangers fans who are adamant that it is the right time for change probably don't see it as knee-jerk. You know, we can't offer that yeah, as as, yeah. as fact, if you like. That's the bit that's up for debate as to whether it would be or not. The, 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 the simple truth of the matter is that supporters of Rangers or any other club favour knee-jerk. Uh, and the, the people who run the clubs have to be a bit more circumspect. Uh, but nine points behind... He's got to do something and quickly because if Celtic come back and they are as consistent as they have been. And remember, Ange Postacoglu has lost one of his last 47 league games. One. If Rangers drop any more points, then you have reached the point of no return. You've got to do something. uh, Or do you let him be a lame duck manager until the end of the season and then do your job? Can I help but draw the parallels, Gordon, that Celtic face under Neil Lennon? You know, back in season 2020 going into 21, where Neil Lennon came under severe pressure and the club remained silent for a long time. Then before we knew it, on the show, supporters started to gather outside the stadium to voice their opinions. That ran then on to February and then Neil Lennon resigned and Celtic limped on until the end of the season. You then got to the summer where the players who were your star players were out of contract, where you didn't know who the manager was going to be. I think Rangers are finding themselves in a similar position at the minute and December 6th at the AGM a, is going to be interesting. Do you think it's a brave decision with the board because if this goes belly up mm-hmm. when it comes back from the break, the board will come in for incredible criticism. Yeah, I was going to say, Roger Hanna, they might well anyway. And you mentioned there is an AGM up and coming. How how do you see this playing out from a communications perspective? I don't I don't know. We can't possibly speak on behalf of all Rangers fans, but I would imagine for some, if there was some sort of statement announcement to say we note that performances have been below par, 
Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has our backing like that, that, that might not do it for everyone But for some people it would allow them to In their mind, draw a line under it Fine, it is what it is We get behind the manager And we move on Does that come before the AGM? Does that ever happen at all? You know, How does this play out? I'd be astonished if the Rangers board put out a public announcement like that either before, you know, either next week or before the AGM. It's just not their style, Gordon. They, you know, those on the board who bank Giovanni don't think there's a big enough issue to merit anything like that. But if it's not decided prior to the resumption of the Premiership, then Giovanni's going to have another chance. But, you know, what a run of games he's got. David mentioned the 15th of December, home to Hibs. They've already shed two points to Hibs this season. Five days after that, they go to Aberdeen, where Giovanni's team dropped points last season. Three days after that, they go to Dingwall, where Giovanni's team dropped points last season. Five days after that, they've got Motherwell at home, where Giovanni's team dropped points last season in a 2-2 draw. And then, in the 2nd of January, it's Celtic at Ibrox. And I don't need to remind many Rangers supporters how the old firm derbies in the league have gone in the last few months. So, it is a momentous run of fixtures, potentially, for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. And if the Rangers board don't think there's a problem just now, how many points would Gio have to take from those games to convince them they were right? Yeah, I suppose, I mean, Fraser, we... Are guilty of over-analysing everything I mean this week on the show We had debates about Whether Alfredo Morelos Should be on holiday Or whether he should have Taken a drink While he's on holiday And then whether that picture Gets posted on On social media This this five weeks Will be torturous for Fans If, if your team's not in a, a Good place Just desperate to get back And, and see what the reaction's going to be Because it could be a long break yeah, but I think in, in Giovanni's case and Rangers' case, it also calms things down as well because there's not another game and if Rangers were to have another game and drop more points, then it, it just the fire gets under it yet again. So by the time Rangers play, Hibernian, things might have calmed down slightly. Of course, there'll be questions at the, the AGM, I think questions about recruitment, questions about the accounts that came out and the finance and the, the, the profit they made, yet they as fancy it, no little investment in the team, but loans had to be paid off. So there'll, there'll be that kind of question there. As, uh, as, as well and I said earlier I, mean, I don't think Giovanni's job is safe I mean he's one bad result away from, from yet another sort of crisis if you like you know and if they drop more points there's still time between now and the transfer window for the Rangers board to change their mind and think no this is not going to happen you know so Giovanni Van Brockhurst just needs results and he needs just you know, the unlikely scenario that Celtic drop, drop a few points as well so that when they do play in January the gap is, is smaller so his job's not safe as in he's not going get to get the sack at some point, but I think for now he will be in charge when, when they play against Hibernian, and it's just game from game from then on, and if they can get some results and run out results and some decent performances, some of their more creative players back as well then that might give him a chance to, to, to keep his job longer term. I mean, so David feel a lot of the, there's a school of thought out there prior to the break, that the break could be what costs Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's job, because it gives you a time to, to think, a time to pull the trigger in the space of a week, are we now saying that the break has saved it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, listen, Gordon, there's probably a, another way to look at it that it does give them a chance to get the players refreshed, reset, get some training and get some guys back as well. But it doesn't take away from the bigger picture that Rangers are nine points behind Celtic. It doesn't take away from the bigger picture that Rangers need to do something with Alfredo Morelos. I mean, I know he spoke about it last night, I just couldn't believe the photograph he posted on Instagram the other day. I just felt, given all that's happened, given what happened in the PSV game and everything, that he felt the need to post a picture from a sun lounger 
whether he was drinking orange juice or a pina colada I don't know I just felt it was kind of out of order and I would contrast it with Ryan Jack this morning he's posting pictures from Dubai but he's out training he's out doing a, a, a session with a personal trainer I think Rangers have got huge issues to, to deal with whether Giovanni Van Bronckhurst stays or not and I think Alfredo Morelos is quite near the top of the list to be performance with you OK let's park that for now because we do have fantastic games to look forward to in the Championship League 1, League 2 and beyond why not get in touch you can tweet us maybe you're using the top flight break wisely maybe you're off to see your local team a lower league team you've got a soft spot for maybe you've got a family or friend connection there uh, that you're heading out to get your football fix why not let us know it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter and we will go back around those championship grounds next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale, Hugh Keevans in the studio the top team all around the grounds in the championship this afternoon looking forward to that why not send us a tweet you off out to a championship League 1, League 2 game in the absence of the top flight do let us know Let's go back to Firhill Partick Thistle Against their both We're talking about Must win In a slightly loose sense Roger Hanna For some people um, It can be In particularly That press box That you sit in It's been a while Since I was there But it can be Quite an unforgiving environment Should this not go to plan For Thistle today Does that bring its own pressure Playing at home? Yeah You mean some of the home fans Who sit around us Here at the back of the Jackie Husband stand They, um, yeah, they don't take many prisoners um, If Thistle aren't performing well They haven't been performing well You describe it as must win I would say today Gordon Is maybe must not lose Because six straight defeats If it becomes seven straight defeats Then that pull of goodwill Towards Ian McCall Becomes shallower and shallower going forward and potentially the distance between the Jags and top place becomes wider and wider so with some of those experienced players back the, the Thistle team it, it, on paper Gordon it looks strong it looks like a side that should be really contesting the championship title this season but they need to get out this slump and he wouldn't admit it publicly I think if you were to offer Ian McCall a draw this afternoon just to end this losing run I think he would take it yeah, I mean, I suppose the drastic shipping of goals has has been a problem, Roger. I mean, it, the, only 2-1, if that provides any comfort whatsoever to Partick Thistle fans um, in the previous game. Is that important to strike that balance between, you know, maybe making a conscious effort to, to stop shipping a, a comic amount of goals, but also maintaining a threat at the other end? Is that why you, you feel inclined to suggest that a draw might be palatable? Yeah, and a lot of it's down to consistency of selection again. You know, you listen to the boys round the grounds, there's, there's Dave Galloway up at Inverness and, and leaders there. You more or less know what the goalie in the back four is going to be. Um, I heard you listen, you know, reading out the teams from Cove. That Morton in second place, now they've got Effie Ambrose in, you more or less know what the Morton goalie in back four is going to be. When you come here to Thistle, you're never too sure who the goalie is going to be. You're never sure whether it's a back three, whether it's a back four, who's going to be in that defence. And that's been a problem. Problem for Ian McCall, you know, he's chopped and changed between David Mitchell and Jamie Snedden, who starts in goal today at the back. Sometimes it's a three, sometimes it's a four. We're presuming today it's a three with Lee Hodgson sweeping behind Darren Brownlee and Aaron Muirhead, but Jack McMillan could be in there as well. Harry Millen could get back to an orthodox left back, so it's been difficult for him. He's had suspensions, he doesn't have Punjiak and Ola available today, he didn't have Aaron Muirhead available last week because of a ban, he's had injuries Darren Brownlee was out for a very long time, has been missing, he's missing Kevin Holt at the minute, who is 
a very influential, probably the most influential defender at the club. So he's not had his problems to seek. And I think there definitely is a link there between the chopping and changing to the number of goals they've lost. Uh, yeah, and I mean, this time last year, in fact, beyond not even a year ago, we were all talking about the fairy tale. And can you imagine our growth in the top flight? Does the magic dust quite simply wear off after a while? Yeah, I think it has to. I mean, it, it, it worked a miracle last season, Dick Campbell, along with his brother Ian, to take a part-time team to the brink of the Premiership. And I remember that Friday night at Rugby Park against Kilmarnock when they took the lead, and it, it almost looked as if the fairy tale was going to have a, a happy ending and they were going to go up. And it was, you know, if, if you take a step back, it was always going to be so, so difficult for them to do that again. Um, he has made changes. I'm fascinated to see how Scott Allen plays. I haven't seen him in an Arbroath jersey so far. He's got the likes of Florian Hotty, who was at Dundee United, Dylan Tate, who was at Wraith. He's got some, some fresh blood in there. But it is more or less you know the, the spine of the team who did so well last season it's still Derek Gaston and goal it's still Ricky Little and Thomas O'Brien at the heart of the defence Michael McKenna who, who picked up the Championship Player of the Year for Fraser Wishart's PFA Scotland at the end of last season a terrific player he's in there as well and, and they've got a, a, a Will Kent striker if you like in Dale Hilson so these guys for me I think they'll be good enough to stay in the league but it was always going to be so so difficult for them to, to get anywhere near the levels they had last year Reacting to last season is the theme there on our growth. What about Dundee? It's a very different challenge, Fraser Wisher. I mean, you'll know as well a lot of what goes into budgets and contracts and keeping players, moving players on with your PFA Scotland hat on. How tough is that season when you you come down and you've got decisions to make about you know maintaining a budget, cutting a budget? You look at Kilmarnock, I think they maintained their budget. And it worked in the end. It didn't look like it was for parts of the season, but they bounced straight back up, which recent history tells you is not easy to do. Is this a tough time for Dundee? Yeah, and I, and I think that uh, Kilmarnock fans were moaning last year about uh, the quality of play. The manager lost his job, Denny McInnes came in, got them over the line, but I think Kilmarnock fans weren't particularly enamoured with the style of play all season, but, but they had to get up. And as you say, they kept the budget, and I think the same's here. For Dundee, I can see um, parallels with, with that as well. You know, Dundee fans are kind of saying, "Yeah, okay, we're winning games, but it's no great. It's not fantastic to watch." But the board have, have decided to stick by most of the squads. You know, you look at Kelly and Sheridan just back in; he's played at the very highest level. You know, you've got Paul McMullen, you've got Lee Ashcroft been around for a long time, Sean Byrne, Jordan McGee, all these guys, Cammy Kerr, all these guys have been Premiership players. So they decided they weren't going to just gut the squad and then go with the Championship players. They've kept the, the Premiership standard there. But with that comes that pressure. And uh, I'm not sure whether Gary Boer, Boyer is a type who, who would know about that pressure coming from England, his first job up here. And it's been OK. But I, I think the Dundee fans maybe just have to just take, take a wee breath and just look at the bigger picture. It's about getting back to the Premiership. And if they get there, how do they stay up for a season or two? Because that's the absolute key. And today's opponents, Aki's did that for many, many years, living within their budget, promoting young players. And they're finding now they didn't have the budget to, to, to keep the players that they had last year. They were always an attractive team, I think, in the Premiership for English clubs to loan their players to, and there's a lot of successes there, but in the Championship, it's not as attractive for English players, English clubs to loan players to, so they're going with young young players, and their bench, they're just kids, there's not one experience there, the oldest is probably Lewis Smith, who's 20, who played about 80 games or something for them, but the rest are 17 year olds, guys who've recently been given contracts so, John Rankin has to be given that wee bit of leeway Yeah, looking forward to Dundee taking on Hamilton, let's bring in David Friel, who's at Wraith Rovers against Queen's Park, and again David, the you can't get away from the congested nature of that league and what a story it would be if 
Queen's Park could ultimately um, make something happen this season. I think most people know, as Hugh mentioned earlier, previously an amateur club, amateur status, going professional, if you like, waiting on Lesser Hamden getting uh, fully finished, moving out of Hamden, although I think they're going to be back in for a couple of games. They've been at um, Oakleview, of course, as well. Um, but it's it's just been a bit of a mixed bag, hasn't it? I think you look at the last six, it's loss, draw, win, draw, loss, win. But still only four points off top spot. Yeah, and you know, I think if you, you look at the results, you know, they can go and lose 5-0 at air and then go and beat Partick 4-0 and that probably sums them up. You know, I think Owen Coyle, I, I would be honest with you, Gordon, I think it's maybe happened a bit quicker than Queen's Park even expected. You know, I don't, I'm not sure the promotion via the playoffs last season was expected. And I don't think, that obviously, there's finance behind it and everything like that but I don't think they're, they're doing a Gretna or anything you know they seem to be quite methodical about it obviously getting things in place behind the scenes as well and Owen Coyle's building quite an exciting team you know and you look at Dom Thomas you know a guy that played for Motherwell Kilmarnock and I love watching him play Josh McPake and he's still on loan from Rangers he'll be in the other wing today Simon Murray a guy who's been around the lower leagues for a while so he's got good players there uh, and a bit of experience I think what they need to find is you're saying is that bit of consistency because in this league if you can get five or six wins and string them together you, you'll go a long way um, and I think that's what Uncoil will just be stressing to his players but they won't have it easy today I touched on earlier you know, they do have a really really strong home record five out of the last six they've won here and a good team and I'm expecting a really good football match today if you look at guys like Sam Stanton Aidan Connolly Ethan Ross Lewis Vaughan as I mentioned earlier you know, some good football players in this that's a tough pitch today uh, and in terms of Inverness against Air United Dave Galloway, a treat for you You get to see the league's top scorer by a mile I wonder if he's got it sewn up already di- Already, I should say uh, Dipowak and Yemi at Air He's only played f- Air have only played 15 games And he's got 13 goals already Yeah, he's been exceptional uh, The big man this season, hasn't he, Gordon? Um, 13 goals, uh, like you say In 20 games That is a very good uh, scoring rate In anybody's books uh, in the other team, though, you've got uh, Billy Mackay, who's a, a renowned goal scorer. How they could do, you know, with his goals to try and dig them out of a bit of a rut that they've got themselves into. It, a, a real test of character for both teams here. You know, Cali, they're desperate to halt their slump, but coach Barry Wilson speaking this week, you know, he insisted the level of flack uh, that's coming in the direction of the players is unfair due to the aforementioned injury crisis, you know, and he says they're just rolling the sleeves up and they're getting on with things. Looking at air boss Lee Bullen, what a fine job he's done as they sit atop the championship. But, you know, as we all know, being out in front, it brings its own pressures, doesn't it? There's, there's plenty of belief in the squad, and that's mirrored uh, by the small but noisy band of fans who've made the long, long trek up the road here. Yeah, I mean, I think word on the beach down there is that Lee Bullen's arguably the greatest manager they've had in the last 15 oh, years yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, abs- absolute, we're, we're absolutely we're love him. <laughs> What did they want? The beach. The beach down there, is it? Just okay. saying that he's the best air manager in the last 50, 50 years, I think they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Well, just go with the proofs here. Into the proof I mean, if he gets his promotion, though. The proof is can't, in the You can't. Listen, state. he's top of the table. If they can't get promoted, you won't be able to argue anymore. If he gets promotion, I'll step aside and give him my jacket. Is it true go. that you've got a Lee Bull and Voodoo doll at home? <laughs> Absolutely. You stick your pins in every night. Not, not a chance, but I'll tell you, I'll be going for Inverness home one today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Roger Hanna, you're just jealous of Dave Galloway. There's a sentence you never thought you would hear because you've got your man crush on Depo Akinyemi and you don't get to see him today. Dave does. Yes, um, I noticed that there was a, a 
Triff all these terrific memes on Twitter earlier in this season when he was in the back of the Loch Ness Monster earlier this morning, I should, should say. So he's clearly um, eyeing a win at Inverness today. I need to warn Dave, though, be careful when you're leaving the stadium, Dave, because quite often the Air United manager needs a police escort when he leaves the, the Cali Stadium <laughs> after a game. So just, just watch your step. I was going to say, you can belittle Lee Billen's achievements all you want. Will he require a police escort to get out well, of the Caledonian well, Stadium there's today? There's a difference. I was a massive name and uh, police were saying look there's a lot of people out there want a good selfie so with that you. genuinely did happen well it was what a was selfie it, was, a square goal what was the script again so you, you just lost heavily in the air fans we were winning we were winning three nil at half time the scottish cup oh, they no. took on all my tactics fantastic i don't know what happened at half time i had to go somewhere and we lost a four three and the policeman tapped the door and says mr dale We'll stand here and give you a police escort. <laughs> I says, well, I didn't know I was that uh, popular in Inverness, and uh, that was a long journey down the road, let me say. Well, Roger, if your uh, United connections there are, are very much in the favour of them being the surprise package, I think we have to acknowledge Morton's part in all of this as well. Three points off top, going great under Dougie Emery as well, and, and perhaps, again, not something people would have anticipated at the start of the season as they head to Cove today. Yeah, and listen, Lee Bullen gets all the praise he deserves. He's done a fantastic job there at United, but so is Dougie. I saw the two teams a couple of weeks ago at Somerset Park. They sort of cancelled each other out in a 1-1 draw. And I was speaking before the game to, to Derek Ferguson, and Derek was saying he's seen a lot of Morton this season. And he said, they just play in Dougie Emery's image. They chase everything. They never give up. They go to the final whistle. They're dogged. They're determined, and they'll try and eke every ounce out of the ability that they've got. And that's exactly what they were like, Gordon. Effie um, Ambrose, for all you know, people will take the Mickey out on because of performances in the past. He could, looks as if he could play at that level until he's 50. He was outstanding against Dipowak and Yemi a couple of weeks ago. I see he even managed to get a goal against Partick Thistle last week. That might be one of the more astute signings that's made in the Championship this season, getting F.A. Ambrose to Capolo on a free transfer as a free agent, if you like. So don't expect Morton to fall off the pace anytime soon. And he's still doing backflips to celebrate when he scores. Magnificent. We'll see if these lot do any backflips. If they get their acca right this afternoon, we'll get the kickoffs up and running after these. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Three o'clock games getting underway in the Championship, League One, League Two, and beyond. Of course, we are on a top flight break, so good to have some different football. To look forward to this afternoon We've tried for years Years and years To get you hopeless duds To predict an ACA correctly On the show So we got in touch with FIFA Asked them to move the World Cup That way we can have a championship card uh, And see if we can bring you Any more joy So what are our featured matches looking like? How are they going to end? Well you see I can't have anything go wrong with Partick Thistle Because I can go there on the number 17 bus Right along Maryhill Road Use the ticket get there for nothing Corley will leave me a comp so I can't have anything go wrong with them so they'll they'll be a home winner today Wraith and Queen's Park will be a draw Dundee will beat Hamilton and Ayr will win away at Inverness I'm pretty similar to Hugh I've went for a Thistle win but I've went for a Queen's Park win away at Wraith Rovers Ayr United will beat Inverness and Dundee will beat Hamilton this could be the first ever as an expert of the championship. Very successful player, as you know. He's bragging that he's very successful. He's played for three clubs. 
Very successful manager, Sonno, the league inside out. Let me just tell you right now what the ACA will be. Partick will win at home to stop that, uh, that run of defeats. Wraith Rovers will win at home. Dundee will win at home. And Inverness will absolutely batter Air United. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Let's see if we've got any action. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Trade accounts available now. Call them today. Nothing, nothing early to tell you about just yet. Let's see how we fare. Will we get any goals? Always like a nice early goal to get us up and running. See what the first one in Scotland will be. It might not be the Championship. We'll keep an eye on Leagues 1 and League 2 as well. The World Cup starts tomorrow. I'll need to put you all on the spot and get your World Cup thoughts in the not-too-distant future as well. That's what everyone's been hoping for everywhere I've went this week honestly the amount of people that have stopped me I just cannot wait to hear Gordon Diel's thoughts on Qatar Ecuador absolutely desperate for that insight mm-hmm. um, so don't worry we, we'll, I'll do my best to bring you that before the end of the show and the open line will be here uh, in the not too distant future as well I'll tell you what Hugh since we're nice and organised we've yep. not got any early drama let's give as much time as possible on this and I believe a World Cup theme as well. Oh. The first half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. In recognition of a version of the World Cup taking place in a place that's too hot, uh, can you tell me the last six European outright? Top goal scorers at a World Cup tournament. The last six European outright top goal scorers at a World Cup tournament. Oh, I like it. At Clyde SSB. It's very simple. Get all the names down on one tweet. Maybe not that simple, but the, the concept is simple. Get all those answers down on one tweet and send it over to at Clyde SSB. And let's see who can come up with the full list of correct answers in the fastest time I like that putting a bit of a World Cup slant on things given that it is almost upon us and perhaps quite fitting that we're asking for the answers at Clyde SSB I mean if if reports are to to be believed Mark Wilson this could be this could be Twitter's final weekend on the show oh, but, uh, yeah big, big, big drama well it does it uh, doesn't matter to him because he's not on Twitter have you ever heard of Elon Musk no, no, it's no, not no enough, honestly. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Genuinely, I swear I have uh, no. Who is it? He's Liz Trussie's pal. You've never heard. You'd never heard of her either. A couple of weeks ago, <laughs> he is you, the one of the world's richest men. Well, he is. He's bought Twitter, and yeah. by all accounts, they're saying that there's chaos, and Twitter might just disappear. Might just cease to exist. Why would they buy it today then? or to, Well, it's his fault. Oh, is it today okay. or tomorrow or, or this week? Yeah. Incredible! Where, be, where, such a shame. where will my fifty-six thousand followers? Oh, there he is. Should you fifty-six thousand followers? Fifty-six and a half thousand followers to be absolutely seriously, mate. That is, that is amazing. What have and you, you don't get any. Oh, no, near that. You don't get any paid endorsements, paid 36? advertisements. Man, you go. You should. You should, you should start doing. No, gifted. Hashtag gifted. I am and a, you pair of slippers or something. I am an influencer. You are. Yeah. By the way, with those numbers, many you got, Matt. Uh, you're not, not big on it, though. Nah. And you only joined it recently. Because you only joined recently. I know, so I, I, 
I don't build it like you does. Sure, you have yeah. We could put it out there and see if Hugh can maybe. get some, some gifts sent. I mean, Bobby was on earlier actually saying, I'm interested in what Hugh Keevens wears on his feet this winter because I'm sure this time two years ago it was the high techs That's when right. they had the snow. You still got them? I've still got <laughs> them, yeah. <laughs> He's downgraded for them. He's gone. It got me thinking because, look, it's a disgusting cesspit at times, obviously, but like Twitter's brought this show a lot of good fun. It's a really good way for us to, to stay communicating with the listeners and get that back and forward so it got me thinking if this was to be our last ever weekend on Twitter hopefully not but if it was to be let's remember the good times right I want this is your challenge this afternoon it's a bit quieter on the football front can you send me the greatest ever footballing moments on Twitter the greatest ever football tweets that you have ever laid eyes on now as always we'll take suggestions from anywhere but brownie points dished out if it's Scottish football. And I know for a fact there will be no shortage of them. So Scottish football or football's greatest ever Twitter moments. If this is to be the end of Twitter as we know it, let's celebrate the good times. At Clyde SSB, the standard of this should be through the roof. It should be through the roof because Twitter and Scottish football has been a match made in heaven and it never disappoints. So send them in, please, at Clyde SSB, Scottish football's greatest ever Twitter moments. We've got one of these uh, already. That noise. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Inverness 1-0, it's a bad start for the league leaders, Nathan Shaw has the hosts in front early on in the Highlands, there we are You wonder why The and voodoo doll Just got fans don't like you. 15 games He celebrated that goal Listen, like mate. he was an Inverness legend no, I, was, I, I was disappointed but 15 games don't make you a legend it's when you have to go through the good times and bad times and in between times. <laughs> it's when you lead your team out there in front of 50,000 at Hamden. And watch Kinchelska stand I, on the ball. It doesn't matter. That was good entertainment. I enjoyed it along with the air fans. 50,000 on a Sunday Cup final. 50,000 on a Saturday semi-final of Scottish Cup. That's when you know you're you know, a legend. You know what I would love to do? I'd love to go back and watch that game, right? And the, the full 90 minutes, right? Just to see what you did. In the camera, <laughs> pointing his hands everywhere. Do you know what I am? Do you know what I imagine? And I don't know if you. Well, well, hold on, right? I've just inadvertently stumbled onto one football's greatest ever Twitter moments, mm. and he's now taken it mainstream. But the original clip, did you ever see Tony Adams doing the dance yeah, yeah. when yeah. he was the? Well, it wasn't meant to be a dance when he was a manager. Was good out in Spain. That's what I can imagine you doing yeah. on the touchline. Oh yeah, I was a mover. Just I was, I was a sort of a mover. With a baggy suit. Tie kind of half down. I was. I see. That's. I don't expect Shocking. anything less for you. Untidy. Yeah. I know. I wasn't untidy. Uh, but listen, when you're in the big games, manager Mark, you obviously never got to that level. I never got to the suit level. No, I you never. Didn't. No. <laughs> speaking in speaking of fashion sense, you are you're not having his t-shirt no, today, have no, you? What colour are you describing? He's that like as? a cappuccino latte type colour. A latte coloured yeah. t-shirt. You know what's yeah. weird about the full thing? I'm just sitting there, mind my own business, in the office, and he just comes in and gives it. <laughs> First words, I don't like that t-shirt. I, I didn't even say hello to him Didn't ask his opinion I don't like that t-shirt uh, It's not the best <laughs> I don't know why you would I mean we're all sitting there Discussing football Discussing the show And that is your prep work I don't like your t-shirt My biggest moment was when The Clyde Super Scoreboard Account Put out mean tweets And I read out Well fun, funnily enough right You've you've spoiled the punchline already But Sideshow Bob And various others uh, Got in touch 
to say that their favourite ever Twitter moments actually involved a show which is humbling and this I think would be top of the bill Hugh Keevans is a specky tube <laughs> you'd never get fed that up with that great. would you no. Hugh Keevans is a specky tube outrageous outrageous <laughs> I remember the first time we hearing it and just thinking what on earth has just happened this guy used to be a reputable well maybe not actually well, uh, football journalist well, in this country it, it was, it's what's great in a sense about Twitter that sometimes you're able to hear what the, the public think you know because Hugh would have went his full life you would have got pelters on the street, but yeah. not really through digital source. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's just opened this gateway. But that, those uh, those mean tweets, mm-hmm. they're hard to take, by the way. Even just as well we've got thick skin because <laughs> well, some of them... We even get Robert Perez in on the act. That's he, right. Even he had to say it. Look, we'll have a bit of fun on this, right? What is the greatest ever footballing moments on Twitter? Twitter's greatest ever footballing moments... If this is to be the end of Twitter, we want to have a bit of fun. I like this. Uh, Twitter. Twit or something. Uh, that's not got me in any trouble. Uh, it says, our, Press the button. Our bro fan wins a pie. And right enough, this was just a few weeks back. It was uh, Bobby Lynn must have got man of the match and he's got a free Bentos pie as his, uh, as his prize. Yeah. And he's posing there with a the free Bentos pie. That's not bad. What about the one Connor Salmon? With the pizza. Yeah. yeah. That was we, a good we've gym. actually put that picture up to sort of jog. The memory of some of the greatest ever And I love this They don't have to be about Super Scoreboard by the way We're honoured that, that we play such a part of your digital experience uh, But Scotty says his favourite ever footballing moment on Twitter Is the Dazzler getting caught following only Katie Price's Twitter account <laughs> That was good And no I others like that. Yeah. Right, so there's your challenge for this afternoon If the rumours are to be believed If the suggestions are to be believed And this is the death of Twitter fast approaching what are Twitter's greatest ever footballing moments? Send them in. What about Victor Wanyama's I just was it I just ate spaghetti and it was tasty or something? <laughs> yeah. what, what was the exact wording? You ever I, heard I of can't that, remember, Gordon? but it was no. This isn't Twitter's early stages. People are still getting used to it. And Victor Wanyama just tweeted something. I mean, people always post mundane stuff, but it was just something like I ate spaghetti What about when all the throw are about Celtic going away to Middle East Because we were chatting about it earlier And it emerged that Remember Diego Wax out And Shane Duffy Somebody photoshopped The <laughs> braid in the hair And people's People's actually believing it That's we how crazy a place Twitter is We got a caller in Complaining <laughs> I can't believe Diego Laxalt getting his hair braided at the side of the pool. unbelievable. If it is the last weekend of Twitter, what should my farewell message be? Oh, can you imagine? Seriously, isn't that? Is it? So they're saying, yes. Oh, Hugh, what you got to do? You'll have nobody to talk to, mate. No, no, no. Instagram. Mrs. Keebins. You're on Instagram, Hugh? No. He will be now. Yeah, 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 you'll find someone. It's a much kinder place. Uh, How do you go on the Instagram? (laughs) I'll show you. I'm good on Instagram. All right. Follow yeah. the dazzler. If there is one person you do not need advice from on Instagram, <laughs> follow it's me. him. Anyway, <laughs> right, that's your challenge. I've set it up already. We'll let the good ones come in. There will be loads out there, and know for a fact there'll be some good ones. So at Clyde SSB, what are the greatest ever Twitter footballing moments? Send them in to me, please. Bonus points for Scottish football, but we'll take anything from across the globe. Peterhead Nildum Fernland one. Uh, Matthew Todd with the goal there. Stirling Albion two East five nil. Jack Leach on ten minutes. I was up there. Made me lunch on Sunday That's my brother-in-law As I told you before Back fighting fit Just a few wee Pep wee pep talk Just just to get in Certain areas And Good boy boy. We had him Two two players on the score sheet there That have managed to Nurture through Daz Matty Todd 
good player, him. Well, I didn't. Who? Are you too seriously about to sit yeah. and try and take credit for players? Well, no, 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 because my pod was my. Exactly. You don't know your. You don't know your football, your lower league football. My well, God, I'm firmly. I took him on loan to Breakin. I never partner. made it to Breakin. <laughs> you were overlooked for the post. What, what part of the fifty thousand in the Sunday and the Saturday were you know picking up? You don't get that when you play Breakins and teams like that. David Friel sent me some good tweets as well in terms of Scottish football's greatest ever. Uh, moments on Twitter I'll read some of them out Ewan liked the clip Of you telling the story About when you went to coach At the primary school And the kids oh, booted oh. all your equipment Everywhere So you just picked up The stuff and left Honestly After five minutes Coach come back coach. I, Honestly I still laugh at that Sometimes oh. when I think about it <laughs> The funniest bit for me Is the fact that they call him coach yeah. I don't know why Well they didn't know my name They didn't know who he was over there. I'll tell you what That was, that was you saying to him Right I'll time you Just go and get the gear in And they thought it was a game <laughs> It's amazing. Ah, that old reverse psychology. Oh, that was the best moment of my day of my life. A lot of people out there will be angry with me. I don't really care. It gave me joy. They'll all be grown up now. The kids would have known. No. Well, it might have been, yeah. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, I hope I've not ruined MD's <laughs> football career out there, but I tell you what, I wasn't I was I wasn't taking that behaviour, Mark. I just I was firm. Oh, yeah. I never went back to the school as well. <laughs> No, I'm not well. And you were wonder why I overlooked you. You know, I was going to bring you into the charity, but after hearing that story, this is a good one. You you might remember this. Look, I spend my life on Twitter, so I don't know if these are as familiar to you lot as they are to me. David Field sent me one. It was from a few years ago now, and Celtic tweeted their team lineup, as you do, and pretty pretty inoffensive. Gordon, Lustig, Ambrose, Sumanovic, etc., etc. So that gives you an idea of when. And the tweeter called Pat replied. Saying that Armstrong has been <clears throat> all season. And Celtic's official Twitter replied saying, This is a family club open to all. Foul and abusive language will not be tolerated on our channels. To which Pat replies, Sorry, Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the simplicity of that was brilliant. Because uh, that's, what, that's what you said. Yeah, Twitter came is... along, it gave people a direct route, not only to players, pundits, celebrities, but to football clubs, to actual yeah. entities. Yeah. Um, and you're apologising to a club You know Just the, the, the idea of it Is a bit bizarre So Because I, I guess one. people were used to Just throwing abuse out there Without any Sort of response Or forgetting there's a response Even from A big club like Celtic So I highlighted that But And here's another one right That night And I was going to say Not that night But You, you know what it's like you, <laughs> Gordon Deal, You'll know what it's like You go what? home on a Maybe a Saturday night Try and just enjoy your night And mm. maybe you you know, see what's in the fridge and you're sitting down seeing how you, you spend the, the small hours as the night goes on and it was when the official the official Inverness account now you won't know this because you're not on Twitter but if you click into an account you can see what they have liked no. you can see what they've liked yeah. so it pops up that the official Inverness account had liked an X-rated video <laughs> <laughs> so whoever's in charge of the Inverness account and it's hard to that they're, log- they're not logged into their personal account or whatever <laughs> and they have, have a wee watch hit the like <laughs> button and it pops up Inverness have liked this anyway saved before we get ourselves in trouble thankfully by one of these Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements Big goal in the championship It's Partick Thistle 1 Are both nil And it's Brian Graham Apparently a sclaffed shot From Turner's free kick In off the far post Not goal of the season 
got a funny feeling Ian McCall couldn't care less how it goes in Hugh Keevans yeah, at this point the return of Brian Graham was always going to be pivotal for Partick today and so it has turned out to be he's got the goal you did give me so many memories Gordon when you asked Roger Hanna about the fans who sit around the press box there at Firhill it brought back memories of a ground that the Dazzler played on and was much loved at the old <laughs> the old Airdrie ground at Broomfield they hated the press they hated the Airdrie players they hated the Airdrie manager they used to boo him from the corner flag to the dugouts at the centre of the pitch what a place that was they booed you into the ground you hadn't done a thing yet oh no it didn't change inc- much did you ever you never played there did you no, but managed you. No, no, stadium, I, I, no but hey, it's the same fans. I, I think that's up for debate later once we get over the Twitter <laughs> situation here. Uh, fantastic place to play. Great, great atmosphere. Dressing rooms are a nightmare, but absolutely brilliant place to play football. How are we? How are you two getting on with this team? Yeah, are you, doing you okay. fancying your, your chances? We'll have a wee look and see how the. The uh, listeners are getting on. Just remind us uh, of your question, please, Hugh. Name the last six European outright. Top goal scorers at a World Cup tournament. Right, the key word that's doing a lot of people in is outright. Yeah. Okay, so they have to be the outright top goal scorer. They have to be European, obviously. So Chris has thrown a few in, and I can see Chris is doing all right. The only thing, Chris's geography then gets a wee bit wonky, much like Gordon DL. Luis Suarez, Diego Forlan, both no. Uruguayan, no. both very much not <laughs> European. Um, European. It's a is long it? time ago. He's, he's written one down well, You might be right Jack has gone for Tam Muller No Now he was not Outright Top scorer Oh we've got Another one of these In our featured games Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements It's another of your Former clubs involved yeah. Wraith Rovers 1 Queen's Park nil. Aidan Connolly On 18 minutes So good start For the hosts There at Starks Park Aidan Connolly Getting on the score sheet Alloa are 3-0 up at FC Edinburgh after 17 minutes Andy Graham at the double as well now I used to play with Andy Graham at Dumbarton he and was Dumbarton's captain no offence to Andy Graham right he's one of these guys to me I, I feel like Andy Graham's 54 and I bet he's 100% near it oh, when I he? played with Andy Graham right he looked much older than me at the time well he is actually older than you is he's he? still going he's 39 no, yeah. that would explain it yeah Andy Graham's playing at 39 years standing here That's a disgrace Trying to answer the full time teaser <laughs> No I can't help With your, your latte t-shirt on uh, Dunfermline on paper that was a fixture You would have fancied them to win Certainly Chris Mockery has them two up at Peterhead on 18 minutes um, Mark Wilson You're actually not bad at that teaser What, what about the top one that I See in, in the blue there Are you happy with that? Yeah that's right oh, as well I'll take that back Daz um, So as I said Just before we were Interrupted by the gold Jack and AH1986 Gone for Tam Muller But I don't think He was ever Outright scorer You know uh, He was joint So that doesn't count Remember It's a tough school This It is a tough school And Sideshow Bob Wants to throw in Hugh David Villa No What mm. a name right. What a player he was In I his day Right one away. So keep I your guesses Coming then At Clyde SSB If you, if you want a name Scott Brown's fleet would have just gone ahead against Bolton Wanderers Carlos Mendes Gomez yes is the scorer what a name great we've come up with another great one here I was just thinking teaser. yeah no, just, think- just keep it to yourself just now if you don't mind thanks that would yeah, be I was just thinking my whole that, that, that would be nice um, <laughs> <laughs> and whilst we're asking you for your tweets 
on the teaser We're asking you if the reports are correct If the fears are to be realised And this is Twitter's final days What are the greatest ever Twitter football moments? Bonus points if you can give me them with a Scottish um, A Scottish slant Producer Callum has just sent me one And then asked me to not read out the key word when this, when this happened though When this incident happened You said I could say it once One time um, I know where this is going Fuzzy Bear says When the Aki's commentator announced He'd been for a <laughs> <laughs> It rhymes with lobby At half time uh, You see right, I'm going about... to be fussy here Sorry Hugh I'm uh-huh. going to be really fussy Because I get where Fuzzy's coming from But that's just a great Scottish Football moment Is it specifically a Twitter moment? Mm. You know we need a tweet We need a tweet That's got the greatest moment well, But I get where Fuzzy's coming from Mark was talking about Neil Lennon's season That ended When he lost At Ross County On a Sunday night Yep And I tweeted That the scorer Of Ross County's Winning goal Was rhyming slang For Celtic season And it was Jordan White By yeah. any chance Just to be clear though Because you know When they say When they say self praise Is no praise Are you nominating yourself For Twitter's yeah. greatest ever yeah. Moments there I'm just putting myself Forward as a contender He's, he's, actually, he's been quiet For ten minutes Going through every tweet What's the best ever thing I've ever tweeted he's Yeah exactly through. I've gone through my Nokia Tell me guys Here's one You'll love this right it's, I'll try and do it justice With the description Because it's funnier to see Sam Gray has sent me One of the This is the one of the All time classics from Scottish football Twitter, right? So Sam Gray sent me it. Peter Lovencrantz tweeted. Anyone know where this is going yet? Yeah, no. He no. said, he t- he's tweeted saying, 12 years old today, happy birthday, my beautiful boy, right? And he's attached a link <laughs> to his Instagram that's then going to have the picture. So you can't see the picture, but if you click on the link, you'll then see the picture. And someone, I'll, I'll leave the guy out, he probably gets dog's abuse for it, replies saying, <laughs> hopefully grows up and scores against Celtic, just like his old man. The problem is when you click on the picture, Peter Lovencrantz is talking about his dog. Right? <laughs> so someone so someone then photoshops Peter Lovencrantz's dog into his head, into, into the Rangers jersey. It's one of those tweets that... It was recording and it yeah. pops up oh, again and again. Yeah, very good. That is absolutely and, and that's a good thing about Twitter over the years. You get a lot of witty people who, who use it for the right reasons and comedy reasons. Obviously, you get the other side of that as well, but the comedy reason, brilliant fun the, through sometimes. The, the, the only thing I remember about Twitter it takes me back is someone made up an account of me, right? There, there are loads out no, there. No, this was brilliant. I'll tell you who it was just quickly. And it was stuff that I thought, that's somebody that knows me because he's putting out stuff that I'm thinking, how does somebody know that, right? So the Rangers um, commentator, wee Tom Miller, I phoned wee Tom and I was talking to Tom about it. I says, Tom, you'll never believe this. I says, somebody's constantly, I don't know who it is, blah, 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 I'm on for 10 minutes, right? And next minute I could hear the coffee going everywhere. That was him. He was absolutely brilliant on it. I think that's a, luckily that's been deleted. I don't want to see what that um, oh. that's been publishing. Quite quite frankly, what a Saturday night I used to have. Um, but no, keep them coming in. Then <laughs> your favourite football moments on Twitter. Bonus points if it's got a Scottish football. Lens, it doesn't have to. Annan nil, Elgin City one. Tom Finlay. Well, this would be daft for me not to mention it at this moment then, because one that has been popular, which has come in from who sent this one in to me, it was David Robertson. 
It says What about the picture of the guy With the pie and the coffee Getting hit with the ball At Elgin Do you remember that It was like something Out of an art gallery So the ball This is not that long ago In fact was it At the start of this season maybe The ball's flying towards this guy It's knocked He's Is it a pie Or a sausage roll Or something His coffee has gone Everywhere There's a woman beside him Ducking for cover It is A genuine work of art You like that Oh, how's your luck there? Oh. Yeah. That's award-winning sports it photography. Is. That oh. forget Muhammad Ali standing <laughs> over. You know, forget Maradona surrounded by all those players. That to me is one of the greatest football sporting <laughs> pictures of all time. So there we go. Uh, right, our featured matches to remind you then: Partick Thistle one, Arbroath nil, uh, Wraith Rovers one, Queens Park nil. Inverness won air nil, so the home sides are all having a good time of it. And Dundee Hamilton is goalless, obviously. That's Partick Thistle perfect now. They've scored 29 goals and they've lost 29 goals so far this season. Go on, the Jigs. Just what we're chatting about at the start of the show, how competitive that league is. I mean, you start the day in one way, you're looking at Partick Thistle now, I know things will change as the day goes on, but even if those scorelines had to remain results, a lot of things change pretty quickly in that league. So... No, the guys are right Ian McCall I know he was on a terrible run but a couple of weeks time he could be up there in second place quite easily yeah. it's a league that you just need a bit of confidence you need guys to score your goals and you just can climb that league I watched I watched uh, Hamilton play Air United last uh, Friday I've got to say mm. bottom of the league Hamilton I was impressed with some mm. of the football they played Played really nice. It's a relief when those ones are on as well because that's council telly, so you don't need to fire up whatever that magic system I've, I've you've don't got. Fire, is. I've not got a magic system. <laughs> what I do is I jump my car and I go across that Joe Carriageway and I go into Hamilton's ground and I oh, sit I'm there. Sure you do. Or you go to your friend's friend's I, house, remember, well, well, who, who pay for all yes, the yes, subscriptions. That's, that's handy. Decorator. I, I went to see him and thank him. You don't him even go much. to Fur Park and it's about one minute from your house. Well. Well, so he's done. He says he's done with life football now. That's great. That's, he's a because it's too cold. He's saying, I, I, I sometimes forget, and I shouldn't have because I can see his face that this guy's sixty-two. And I'm not sixty-two. Sixty-one. But, but I do feel that football has now passed me by. Going out to live games, I like the comfort of my TV. Are you sixty-one? Sixty. So you, I've had it sorry, I've had it two years yeah, yeah. Which is a bit harsh Yeah sorry. I'm not too happy with that For last one Sorry This guy's 62 But you think you, you think you're the top managers And the older ones Yeah That who mm. stand there In the training ground every day You try to say you can do that now At Nicole Oh yeah but I'm talking about training Yes, he's getting paid for that but yeah, ah, exactly. Good point. Good exactly. Point. I'm there. I'm enthusiastic. Just funnily enough, pass, oh, pass, 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 pass. Um, down the leagues, uh, Clyde one, Falkirk one, equaliser for Clyde. There, Jim Duffy now in charge, of course, our old pal uh, of the show. Just a, a bit of an update for the listeners. Now, I want to be very clear here, crystal clear, for a couple of reasons. Producer Callum's back in. He keeps me on a shorter leash than Chris. He, see, when it's Chris, it's like you know when you get a I substitute like teacher. <laughs> And they used to wheel the TV in You get away with doing anything you want Last day at school mm. So producer Callum's in So I need to be extra careful And it's earlier in the day Than the midweek show So there's even more of a family feel mm. So we need to word this carefully But how are we getting on with the update From Thursday night When All we right. explained that Mark Wilson's charity Is oh. trying Hugh, They're trying to get Gordon Diel to Fulfil a very important festive role oh. On behalf of the charity 
Can you imagine which festive role I am alluding oh, to without would it, getting this show taken off air for oh, parental would concern? It, would it be the, the don't you even think about mm-hmm. putting well, us in trouble? No, the, the overweight guy with well, the well, listen, I, I think we just we just move I've on. I've stuck on Mark Wilson's No, I think on it. You're talking about me. Why don't what I over? You three just can't be trusted. You're all as subtle as a sledgehammer. There are certain things you're not allowed. To give away mm. on family radio shows, mm. right? So I zip it if you can't be trusted. I get you. But you've been asked to fulfil this important yeah. festive role for charity, for the children, and I think you'd be. I think you've got a good jolly laugh. That I think you could you could bring a lot to the position. <laughs> your hair colour looks fine to me. Yeah. I won't even go anything about your weight. Fasique. I'll leave that. Fasique's good to, to other people. Big red rosy no, nose uh, on um, him. So He's why, got a why why not big beak? Why won't you do it? Um, otherwise engaged or I would have certainly put my name forward we'll, we'll change the date it can easily yeah, be changed change I'll fill December I'm very busy in t- I'll go I'll, maybe January early January <laughs> I'll be available early, early January think of the joy you would get spreading some Christmas cheer nah. I think nah, you'd be spot on for it, it. Be. I'm putting it my be. Christmas tree up and if anything the, the, the best thing about it is that it prompted your Friend of the show, curious creature, to send in some ah, poetry, and I told you it was one of the one of the first times he sent one in that I I just couldn't read out. I just couldn't do it. Magnificent. But we've it's given him serious one. Twitter fame. He's got hundreds of likes yeah. on there now. It was good. I just I'll can't read it out. For that. So and also going, true. <laughs> That's a good thing. Factually <laughs> true, which is quite hard to get in these well, poems. Well, it's the front door, but apart from that. <laughs> Ah, oh, he is creative. It's me. He is, right. No more goals in our featured matches. We're still doing answers to the teaser. We're still looking for your greatest ever Twitter football moments. If this is to be the death of Twitter as we know it, let's celebrate the good times. Are we really thinking that it's going to draw a line? So they say. Knowing Elon Musk, you wait to like the World and Cup final, a big you, event. You know that, Elon Musk, do you? Well, go. just some of the, some of the things Would he gets up to. Would you put out our last tweet? If you knew 12 o'clock tonight Yes Would you Hugh? Oh yeah Seriously See a lot of people Have been doing it this week yeah. You know if this is I'd, the, I'd get my wound back In a few If this is If this is the <laughs> I see that's fine That that I can get on board with But I'm seeing lots of You know if this is the end And I just want to thank you all For your uh, No sure. I can Come on It's not my I don't but know But people People actually live off The amount of followers they've got They, they take great pride in that the Don't they standing next to you He's I, referenced it about 10 times Hugh you know, you're an exciting old guy, right? <laughs> but I cannot... Damned un- with faint praise. I cannot understand why 58,000 people don't want to follow you. <laughs> but you I, really, I, I, I can't get my head around that. 56.5 thousand. 56 Because they like, to, they like to know what he's thinking. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sitting in the office. I'm about to go and see No, that's scoreboard. the thing. They're far more... They're witty. His, his stuff's not bad. It's insightful. It's... it's he's always... Yeah, it's always a quip about being on here. People out there with not a life. But there's Why hundreds would of you thousands. Sit and think, I'm going to follow you, Kevin. Hundreds of thousands are listening to you lot night in, night uh-huh. out. So. But that's different. You're listening to a voice. You can recognise a voice. You can criticise the comments. Right, but that's the whole point. That's where you do it on Twitter. Oh, you're very controversial. No, here. they criticise him. Oh, do they? Us? Yeah, but sad. Fifty-six thousand. Yeah, only fifty-five thousand of them. Dislike him. Oh, there's a few like you. <laughs> Another thousand are all right. Hugh, come and we'll have a partnership on Instagram. I'll show you which oh, one. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Sentence you never. I'm wanted. fearful. Fearful. 
you never wanted to hear uh, right keep your answers coming into that teaser as well we've still got goals in three out of our four featured matches in the championship and there's nothing between Cove and Greenock Morton either great we had a Greenock Morton fan podcaster on last night praising the job Dougie Emery's doing talking about you know some of those signings that we mentioned earlier Effie Ambrose is in there Mark Wilson and I think them and their surprise package I know it's a bit of a cliche but that would be true if you're looking at Dundee's budget Partick Thistle's budget the, the sort of ambition of the likes of Queen's Park Hamilton having been in the top flight for many years if it was one of those two that were to win it it would be quite something I think it's exciting that's what I said at the top of the show because I cannot remember a time either of them were in the top flight you'll be able to tell me the guys next to me were they in the top flight or when were the last in the top flight I think it's quite refreshing when we see teams new teams come up well in my lifetime anyway come so on you you'll know better than me Morton. When, when was Morton I, I played against Morton in the top flight did you? my guess is yeah, yeah Capel yeah they've been out and in the Ibert. top flight my guess would be since the 80s yeah that's when I played against that's what see, my guess is going to be don't think in my lifetime either I think late late 80s I was born in the latest of the 80s a few weeks left of the 80s yeah. so I think just before that see, and I, would have, I would have taken air to the top flight but we didn't have the stadium criteria but have they got it now? Well, what the criteria changed. Yeah, right, okay. Remember, we had the. T- it was only for me because he knew they didn't want me to be successful, Mark. <laughs> you used to think uh, it used to be ten thousand seats, which is outrageous when yeah, you think about uh, it. Yeah. The point in that. Yeah. I don't. Although, fans of Motherwell, the, you know. That's right. You benefited there. Uh, these things happen. Rules are rules. Was it? Falkirk. Falkirk. <laughs> Poor Falkirk. Rules are rules. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get some a good stadium in it, right? Enough Falkirk in the long run. Pity didn't get to see the the Premier League that much. But it would be exciting. Ayr, Morton, I mean, Dougie Emery, what a story that is, by the way, because you think when he took over and then what he had to go through with the the suspension and, and everything that came with that, and Morton fans maybe have thought, is this the right choice? But he's got them playing some good stuff at the minute. Twitter's greatest footballing moments, if it's to be the end. Fair enough. Like, Jamie Barr, this is going to have to be good because he's suggesting one of his own tweets. Mm. I mean, so you're going to need yeah. to back that up, Jamie, with a bit of something. And I must admit, it's not bad. Remember when Anthony Stokes signed for Livingston? I know, but you kind of forget that. But he did, didn't mm-hmm. he? And he held up the shirt, and it's got Stokes nine. Now, who's the sponsor? Tony Macaroni. Macaroni. Right, so above it, in smaller letters, it says Tony Macaroni, and then it says Stokes. And Jamie says, "I never knew his middle name was Macaroni." <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. To be fair to Jamie, that one tweet got twenty thousand likes. So that's when you know that's num- oh, those are numbers. See, if you you were on Twitter, I I think he would be high as a kite one minute if he was on Twitter, and then rock bottom the next because. If you if you put out a tweet and you got twenty thousand likes, I know you'd be buzzing with that. On the yeah. other hand, if one you got person, one bit of abuse, yeah, you, you can he can handle it. He can take it. But well, I couldn't handle abuse. Yeah. The person has had two police escorts out of football. Different, games. honestly, I guarantee red cards when I walked out one day. You sitting, imagine you, that. You sitting on the recliner on a Saturday night, doing whatever it is you do, looking through Twitter to find people. Getting in touch with you to tell you how much they dislike you and how bad you are at your job, you would hate that. Right. Yes. I know you better than you know yourself. You, Absolutely. That would destroy I, you. I, I, would, I would embrace Mark that. Wilson. I would 100%. embrace that. And plus, if I, I would never be sitting a Saturday night in my recliner on Twitter. <laughs> well, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> this is, 
Ooh, we've got one of these in our featured championship games. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. It's an equaliser for Queen's Park and it's a belter from Simon Murray. 20 yards out, a free kick, smashes it into the net. And we are level at Starks Park Wraith Rovers 1 Queen's Park 1 Skipper today Simon Murray um, Always a good signing At that level yeah. Paid decent money And He's proven to be A decent signing Over the over the course Good player Surprised that he dropped Down the levels But if it gets him To the Premiership Then he made the right choice In the long run Yeah good goal that Simon Murray And a good timing as well 10 minutes Less than 10 minutes to go in the first half Wraith won Queen's Park won So they've been pegged back And of course um, We're still waiting on a goal Between Dundee And Hamilton Because that's how Fraser Wisher rolls but we'll, um, we'll see <laughs> how he gets on To be fair to John Rankin They were on an absolute Hiding to nothing At Dundee And uh, Clearly They're putting up A decent show So far Certainly so far Still a bit of time Come back on To go I mean, FC Edinburgh In the other game Air United have just tweeted their own Twitter admin whilst we're talking about footballing moments struggling to tweet anything interesting Inverness won air nil <laughs> so it's, it's one of the worst places in the world to, to go and you know what I mean play hardest football. places in the world is yeah. it? yeah I couldn't I couldn't take the Brazilian 70 whatever <laughs> team up there and get a result <laughs> where else have you been where have you managed else in the world that you can compare that <laughs> uh, I've been all over the world managing I but I've got to say Inverness would be my worst yeah. I don't even like the bridge there you go I've got to agree with you uh, I see, never enjoyed uh, it uh, never enjoyed West, it West Coast bias no, playing, or whatever they call it. I was never involved I used no, to, when I was a Dundee United player going up there I never had one it. good game there. It's too far away uh, Hugh you're Correct not, You're not meant to play football beyond a sign that says Badenoch and Strathspey I tell you, getting into Johnny Foxes on a Friday night didn't sound like my preparation. Is it Johnny Foxes? Uh, Is that the name of it? I was a frequent the uh, time difference. <laughs> the time difference, the change of currency. You know, it's, it's all oh, too much. It's a terrible place to play. Honestly, I'll never be back there. No offence to the people of the Highlands. Don't get any listeners. I will never. I will never be near. It's that a bright. beautiful place, though. Thanks beautiful that, place. Great. Nice stop at the House of Brewer on the way up there. Avon Moore's a place for your wee fish. Hold on a minute. Does this guy strike you as the type of guy that's paid that six back. quid for a rolling sausage at the <laughs> yeah. House of Brewer? Other that places back. are available, of course. And he's certainly not a gentleman that would wear tweed, seeing what he's got on oh, today no, with that no, no. creased hoodie. Shuggy, shuggy gaffer. Uh, you know. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, well, it's a lovely I, brand. I, 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 I feel I, is, like this, is this naivety on my part? I feel I've never heard it called that before. What? Shuggy gaffer. Ah, you go, boss. I mean, I get it, right? <laughs> I get it, but I've just never heard it called that before. I didn't even get that when you said that. Like, because I thought, have I never heard I that? Dreadful. Because it's so bad or oh. You've just been saved oh, yeah. I was going to bury you for that That's the worst That's the worst shout on this show For a long time We've got one of these Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements Shuggy gaffer <laughs> Cove Rangers nil Morton won Jay's Cabia with the goal On 41 minutes And as things stand Why not I know it's early in the day That would Pull Morton level with air at yeah. the top of the championship. Still a long way to go, though. Well, Dean, the Morton fan, was on last night, uh, and I did say to him, I hope Morton go up because I'd like to see Jota and Antonio Cholak being told, <laughs> On you go then, son. You've scored in the Champions League. Here's Capolo. 
See what you can do here. I like Capolo here. I yeah. don't know what it is. I love playing at Capolo. There's another Duff, certainly. Yeah. Knows how to score goals. Well um, done, James Duffy. Jordan Allen. Is that the... I'm sure I had him at Airdrie, Jordan Allen. You tell us. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is, this a, is this a quiz question? The name sort of rings. Oh, there's Dumbarton. So you're my the Airdrie director of football, and you want us to tell you if you had said player. Yeah. I think you did, for what it's worth. Yeah, I did. Anyway, Clyde 2. Uh, sorry, you mentioned that one. Dumbarton 1 4 for 1. Greg Wilde has equalised wow. there. Annan 0 Elgin City 2. Brian Cameron. Sterling Albion 2. East Fife 1. Alan Troughton with the goal. We're certainly getting goals raining yeah. in now, Hugh, yeah. down the divisions. We better do the teaser and get it out the way. Oh, I think we've got that. Uh, yeah, why not? Let's get this teaser finished in case we get any late mm. first half drama. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. The last six European outright top goal scorers at a World Cup tournament are Ari Kane, Miroslav Krosa, Davor Suka, <laughs> Salvatore Scheracci, Gary Lineker and Paolo Rossi. Brilliant, great set of names that. Well done if you got them right, that was fantastic. Lots of correct answers coming in. Uh, the podium looks like this though. Peter McAllister, is that not the guy that left Hi. his... Boy at home over the holidays I must get that all the time Sorry Peter uh, Kundalini Is in second place And Charles Kavanagh Is the winner of the first half teaser Well done We'll have a who am I After the break We are still looking for your finest Twitter moments And I love this Because this stuff then goes Sort of full circle Remember I read out One earlier Which is one of my favourites About the guy that got Peter Lovencrantz His dog dog. mixed up with Mm. his son And so on and I did, the, I did the nice thing. I actually didn't fully name the guy that made the mistake because I thought, okay, we just get slaughtered all the time. I'm now getting sent pictures of the guy. his group chat where people are saying, because I, <laughs> I know one of his mates, apparently, things that I, I never knew. David, if he's listening. And did you know, again, I won't out him too much, his brother is a footballer and his brother is playing today, I think. Oh. Uh, I'll need to double check if he actually is. Um... But there we are. So he's the one that made the mistake <laughs> to to, uh, to to think that it was Peter Lovencrantz talking about his son when it was his dog. That is great in Twitter he's when you see that as well. He's Twitter famous. When you see a mistake and you see someone having to do full circle, or sometimes they just disappear. You must have had that. You you know corrected people before and they yeah about something yeah. and they disappear. They don't own up to their mistake. No. I mean, this is the most shameless topic ever. I've as if it's not bad enough this coming from the listeners I've got producer Callum sending me tweets that he's written to say this is Twitter's greatest oh, moment like whatever happened to you know, being humble Hugh I, I, what's going on here uh, humility is the last year's thing oh listen 32,000 likes he's telling me did he? remember that what was it? remember the dive from Charlie Adam against yeah. St Johnson oh, was it? by the way did that not get Callum tweeted it and it Gary got, Lineker yeah it, it got viewed 2.7 Million times <laughs> um, I mean Don't get me wrong There's probably some sort of Breach of copyright in there From the, the footage That you were not Allowed to use But uh, Nevertheless Got one of these Before the break Goal flashes With Clyde built Home improvements 
Great time to score And Queen's Park are now in front It's Dom Thomas David Fields singled him out before the game As a bit of an entertainer One that he was looking forward to seeing And he has put Queen's Park in front Just before the break Wraith Rovers 1, Queen's Park 2 He's one of the cheeky boys, that Dom Thomas We've had trouble with him in the past Sure he'll be delighted to hear you um, Call him such Yeah, he was in here with us one night, wasn't he? Yeah And you, you two had struck up a unlikely <laughs> partnership, I think so uh, there we go he's put Queen's Park 2-1 up against Wraith at Wraith it was a deflected shot but a great time to score Air have been forced into a change just before the break Chalmers on for O'Connor they still trail by a goal to nil and as we know Dundee Hamilton is our only one without a goal at the moment so keep your thoughts coming into us on Twitter even if it is just talking about Scottish football's uh, greatest Twitter moments Got to say in that first half teaser, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we had five, right? right uh, no, and just at the last minute, Daz came up with probably the hardest one. Which Suka. one? No, I then I, I was in mouth and <laughs> I was in. Oh what, did what did you just say? Mum. <laughs> He's so bad at outing himself <laughs> for not actually knowing it. At least make it less obvious. He went. When you said Sukar, he looked at me as if to say, that's right. And then quietly into his mic, he said, Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. So Why do you mic? make it so obvious? I, it's Croatian. I was questioning. Sukar, oh, I'm not too sure. But I'm, Gordon, he does a face when you know he's, who he's got, been up to something. Polar? I've not been up to anything. This will be fun as well, right? So first of all, you think he's Swiss. What World Cup do you think oh, that was Oh, hold on. I'm giving it. No, you did not. But it's a great shout. I didn't see it coming. Thank you. Yeah, well done. Uh, All right, it's half time in Inverness, Dave Galloway. Half time Inverness 1, Air United. Half time Inverness 1, Air United 0. A strong start from Air. Uh, Akinyemi neatly sent Ashford through, forcing Mackay into a very good save for a corner kick, but a defensive lapse at the other end. So Inverness take a seventh minute lead. McGinty's mistake seized upon by Shaw, who coolly rounded Albinson to score. This gave the hosts a real lift, and Carson passed up a chance to double their lead, uh, shooting over, and he slapped the turf in frustration Cali looking the better team overall but uh, air danger man Akinyemi missed a couple of openings cleverly first of all creating space for himself in the box but uh, placing the ball wide of target and then his header from the Callister's cross was easily saved a late blow for air incidentally with the injured O'Connor uh, limping off Inverness comfortably in control in this first half it's Inverness 1 air nil. Uh, what's happening there for Dave Galloway? Maybe not uh, from the United perspective. Where else have we got a half-time whistle? I think we've got one in Kirkcaldy, David Friel. Yeah, half-time Gordon Wraith won Queen's Park 2 and Wraith must be wondering just how they had behind in this crazy half. Ian Murray said they're well on top for half an hour but two goals in eight minutes before the break has now put Queen's Park 2-1 ahead. Lewis wanted the first chance for Wraith in eight minutes when he hit the side net and after a really good run from Ethan Ross. Wraith were well on top. Scott Brown was next to the goal the captain they forced a good save from Callum Ferry. Wraith kept up the pressure, he felt a goal was coming and it did arrive in 18 minutes, Aidan Connolly picked up the ball on the right, he cut inside, 
and fired a terrific shot in the top corner from outside the box. What a goal it was. Queen's Park really struggled to get going, but Simon Murray then grabbed equaliser on 36 minutes. Liam Dick fouled Josh McPeak at the edge of the box. Never seen Simon Murray hit a free kick before, but his curling effort was too good for Jamie McDonald. Queen's seemed to get a new lease of life after that. Josh McPeak almost put them on the head before Tom Thomas did make it 2-1 in 44 minutes. He got the ball in the angle of the box. He took a shot. It took a wicked deflection and it left Jamie McDonald wrong-footed. Unlucky for Wraith, but Queen's Park on top now. Half-time Wraith 1, Queen's Park 2. Massive game at Firhill. We gave it a big build-up prior to kick-off. Roger Hanna has the story of the first half. Yeah, Partick Thistle won their both nil at the break, Gordon, but it's been a far from convincing performance from the Jags despite taking the lead in. Arbroath, you know, David was saying Wraith will wonder how they're behind. Arbroath will wonder how they're not in level terms at the break. The Jags started okay, Jang McMillan busting forward after 10 minutes. He fired a fierce shot across the box. It seemed to, it looked as if it was going to be turned in at the back post by Brian Graham, but somehow the big striker got his feet mixed up and the ball flew between his legs and went behind for a goal kick. Arbroath have always been in the game. Scott Allen and Michael McKenna working behind the striker and getting into good pockets and causing problems and Scott Allen had a snapshot after the ball was knocked into his path by Dale Hilson that was saved by Jamie Sneddon after 14 minutes but a couple of minutes later the goal came for Thistle it was a free kick 25-30 yards out just to the right of centre Kel Turner whipped it in Brian Graham tried to reach it and it was really just a sclaffed shot it didn't get really much on it at all but it got enough on it that it diverted it beyond the reach of Derek Gaston it came off the inside of the far post and just crawled over the line and no more I both responded well Marcel Oakley who's been getting forward from the right back row he cut the ball back into the six yard box and Alan was there again with a shot at the near post that was pushed out by Sneddon and they have been forcing Thistle back to say McKenna get into good places Alan still looks a lovely player and uh, the only setback for Dick Campbell said after that they lost centre forward Dale Hilson to injury just before the break with Daniel Fossu coming on he looks as if he'll give a bit more of a physical edge to leading the line in front of McKenna and Allen the Jags lead but it's all to play for in the second half party 1 Arbroath nil. far from in the bag those three points then let's go to Dens Park and speak to Fraser Wishart Dundee nil, Hamilton Academical nil. That's a decent game, despite there being no goals. Dundee were much better of the early stages, but after that, Aki's came into the game, had a good spell and the best chance of the half. In fact, only 30 seconds on the clock when Dundee had a really good chance. Uh, good move from right to left. The left wing back, Cammy Kerr, arrived late. Nice control, and he hit a left foot shot just inches wide with keeper Ryan Fulton beaten. John McGee then shot just over from distance as Dundee's good start continued. Then Paul McMullen was next up. He was put clean through, but he's, he delayed. I think he a yard from himself in the box past Shields. His low shot was well saved by Fulton. It took 19 minutes for Aki's first shot and goal. Darius Anata cutting inside from the left-hand side. Low shot saved by Ian Lawler. And it began to grow in confidence. The Aki's knocking the ball around. Nice passing, good possession. But not creating any chances, but it's Dundee still. When they stepped up the pace, they looked dangerous. Kerr dragging forward. Right through shot this time was blocked in the six-yard line. But the best chance fell in 29 minutes to Aki's. Darius Anata did really well on the left-hand side and his, and his left foot cross across the six-yard box in the byline and it found the back post. Andy Winter, full stretch, got a really good contact on the ball. Great save by Law. The rebound fell to Tihi, who again turned it goal. A brilliant save of the goalkeeper who was up quickly and the referee then blew for a foul as the ball was scrambling around the six-yard box. Couple of chances for Aki's towards the end. Andy Ryan the best, but no goals at the break here. James, uh, John Rankin, I think, sorry, will be the happier at half-time. They defended well, growing into the game. But a goal for either side would really shake up a bit. I think Gary Boyer, probably a bit more to think about, a bit of grumbling from some of the Dundee fans around me. Halftime at Dens Park, Dundee nil, Hamilton Aki's nil. We will do a full round-up of the halftime scores next. The fastest goals, the experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Let's do a roundup of the halftime scores then Not as many to cover as normal In case you hadn't noticed No top flight this afternoon Due to the World Cup Which kicks off tomorrow However, plenty to get through in the Championship With its Cove Rangers nil, Morton 1 Dundee nil, Hamilton Ackies nil, Inverness 1 Air United nil, Partick Thistle 1 Are both nil, And the Wraith Rovers 1 Queen's Park 2 In Scottish League 1 It's Airdrie 0 Kelty Hearts 0 Clyde 2 Falkirk 1 FC Edinburgh 1 Alloa 3 Peterhead 0 Dunfermline 2 And Queen of the South 2 Montrose 0 In Scottish League 2 Albion Rovers 0 Stranraer 0 Annan Athletic 0 Elgin City 2 Dumbarton 1 Forford Athletic 1 Stenhouse Muir 1 Bonnie Rig Rose 1 And Stirling Albion 2 East 5-1 and the second halves are coming up next.